Hello and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. And everyone wanted to know which president was the true throat goat. And <laughs> okay, I do remember this. And they are all some sort of eldritch monsters of yore, right? <laughs> yes. She was also selling videos of her farting in the jar. I hate okay. this so much. I hate everything yeah. about this. Uh-huh, yeah. Captain, we've gone too far. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I'm your apparent host this week, Harlan Spinks. Uh. <laughs> Joined with me, as always, are John and Kyle. What's up, boys? That's oh, me. God. I'm here. Yeah, we just we barely got this thing out of the fucking hangar, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it's like in Top had... Gun 2 when uh, they're taking off from on the very short runway at the end of the movie. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what we yeah. just did. Yeah. You know, that scene actually exists in Pearl Harbor as well, where they're trying to get those big fat bombers yeah. off the thing. And totally. it's like the first. Anyway. No idea um, what you're So, yeah, about. that's been. <laughs> That's not a pre-production. We had a misunderstanding uh, that uh, we didn't discuss who was going to actually host. Luckily, I had a full script prepared, so yeah. we it's a good are... thing we, we hit the record button and didn't discuss it at all. We were like, all right, was like who's going to intro? We discussed a whole bunch of other stuff, but not <laughs> that. <laughs> um, before we get into the main topic, we have some updates about last week's episode that we want to touch base with you all yeah um, let's touch people up let's, with this information let's touch them because this is information that i think we might have an exclusive on um because uh so last week we talked about price master that was the episode that was the main topic and kyle said in the episode that it was actually quite hard to find any kind of information on price master we put the video out Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, a couple of things happened. One, the Rick Perry <laughs> started following us, um, Hi, which Rick. was, hey, Rick, if you're watching this episode. Um, but then another uh, individual who said that they were a part of the original video. What year did it come out again? 2001. 2001 reached out to us via email with a whole bunch of clarification and context Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we want to talk about that because it's an interesting thing for us to sit here and sort of like this meta a commentary of our own video on our show where we talk about internet stuff i think is fascinating i'm also just really honored to have this kind of like I guess privileged inside information, insider information yeah. on this. Yeah, it. I was rather say, obscure topic. It's it's very rare <laughs> to cover a meme or viral video, and on a let's face it, very relatively unknown podcast. Yes. and then to yeah. have the yeah, creators yeah. Uh, <laughs> email you directly. Um, <laughs> Many paragraphs of information. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> I gotta say, feel good about that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like cool. being a part of history. Yes, uh, Kyle, do you have the email in front of you? Do you want to? Do you have any choice bits that you want to? 
Which um, which email is the is the real question? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. The first email has like some basic clarifications of what what we talked about mm-hmm. and what we got wrong. This is our official <laughs> apology video. <laughs> Every creator on YouTube has one. This is our. I don't know ours. if it's an apology necessarily. It's just yeah. no, I mean, like, none, uh, none of us are crying yet. So I, yet, I, I right. I I think I'll read. I think I can read this without it revealing the identity of the person yes. and they asked everything. to remain anonymous. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, one of the paragraphs here. I think I'll read through. Um, it, the, 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 the big, the big thing with this was making sure that more credit was given to Nathan Austin than is currently being given. Yes. Um, Via this source, we now understand that the Price Master is 90% um, the brainchild of Nathan Austin. Whether or not someone was like, hey, we should do a yard sale that mm-hmm. wasn't involved, whatever. Like, Nathan Austin himself took this upon, like, this is his brainchild. He so, was the Price Master. He, he fully was the Price yeah, Master. He, 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 <laughs> And does we, a great marionette impression. <laughs> and we've been we've been interacting and talking with you know uh, the supporting cast. You know we want to make sure we recognize that the lead here was Nathan uh, and uh, all that. So we're uh, we were asking for some clarification about the credits on the uh, Price Master video and whether or not they were you know like what, what what's the deal here like what's yeah, are these dog shit? I think were uh, the words I used verbatim. Yeah, this is like total dog shit. Uh, so we we got we got some clarification. Um, so dog big in the credits uh, wasn't necessarily a person, but rather one of the dogs, actually a dog, oh. uh, a canine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, dog, uh, Dr. Morgan Rutherford, uh, also seen in the credits, was not uh, any actual person. It was just a persona taken on uh, a moniker, if you will, in order mm. to when, when they're reaching out to people to to appear more, um, you know, professional and relatable. Yeah, much like you and I, much like you and I did when we created a fake manager for our band, uh, Heavy mm-hmm. Barry. Yes, yes. Doctor Heavyberry. He, he didn't. He didn't I achieve wish. his PhD at the time. I wish. I wish it was a doctor, but it's true though, John. We would we would reach out to people under hey my band, uh, the band I manage down in the Outlaws, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the guise of this guy Heavyberry, we would get more traction if like if, yeah. if people felt like they're reaching Respect. being reached out to by a manager, you know? a, a character. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Dave Ponder um, was a neighbor. Uh, he was not involved really either, except for that f- iconic line in the video, like five minutes in or so. It says, beer, it's just, it's not just for breakfast anymore. That is just one of their neighbors, and uh, he gets credited for that. Um, so, yeah, just like some like light clarifications like that. We don't want to go into too much more detail because it, it starts getting, yeah. you know, a little busy, but... Well, and like, I think the more important thing too is the distinction between Fast House and the Good Bad Art Collective, correct? Yeah, which mm-hmm. I, I, I can speak to as well. Um, yeah. So the Fast House was really just um, Nathan and one other guy. Um, and there was obviously other people living there, but they weren't, it wasn't like a, a true spiritual 
like the who was the fast house it was nathan really and right. a, another guy uh the good bad art collective yes they were rubbing elbows with those folks they were uh involved with them here and there but they had nothing to do yeah, Good Bad Art Collective separate. had nothing to do with uh, the Price Master. Yes. that was something we got we got we got wrong in the last video for sure. So, but but like that's that's the thing too is that isn't you found some fucking Facebook page that said as much right, which is where you got that information. Yeah, it was uh you a ser- a com- uh, you uh YouTube comments and Facebook pages. Yes, right. So that Facebook page also was not created by anybody involved in that. It was right. yeah. It, completely whoever i assume i have to assume that the people that uploaded the video on the price master channel are potentially the same people that made this facebook account because it has all the same information on both of them yeah Mm. and those people are the people that essentially stole this content re-uploaded it as their own even went so far as to add their own names into the credits and that's the information that we were pulling from and that's the thing that I have the biggest problem with and that I, I see Agreed. on the internet, especially with shit like fucking TikTok, man, like TikTok trends, jokes, all this stuff gets passed around, yeah. duplicated, and just it's copy pastas. It's, it's visual copy pastas, yeah, but people are passing it off as yeah, their own for sure. and it's a huge fucking problem. And it sucks when you're somebody that finds this stuff interesting like we do and has no other resource to go on except for taking it at their word, like that these are the people. And then, you know, I mean, it's just the whole situation is so fucked and annoying and stupid that people don't have their own original thoughts that they want to put out there. It's difficult when you, especially in regards to TikTok, when you can use somebody else's sound and sync up to it or uh, just like stitch the the platform, like using these stock sounds that are someone else's thing. Yeah. Which absolutely I I can agree with in some capacity, but I think like when people are completely uploading videos on their own Mm -hmm. is kind of crazy. Like I remember when I saw it got passed around one of our group chats, uh, some dude in his garage playing, drums and guitar like yeah. at the same time and i was like this shit is fucking awesome and <laughs> it, whoever had posted that original video was not the person that created the song and it like wasn't until later that week that i found who actually had done that yeah was this guy steel beans yeah and yeah it was just like how did i see an original video that had like hundreds of thousands of likes and shares that well, was and, not attributed to the creator at all. Yeah, and that, I mean, that shit happens on Reddit, too. People will make the same fucking post, and then you'll see on other subs people complaining that someone stole my joke and they're getting more recognition mm-hmm. for yeah. it than than the original did. And it's it's a huge... I don't know. There's I'm not claiming to have any of the answers. It's just something that definitely needs to be looked at because the algorithm... Like, if you have 3 million followers on a platform... And you're essentially stealing content and reposting it. Yeah. Of course, you're going to get more views. That person is, it's going to drive all the traffic to the person with more followers than the person that has like a hundred or a thousand or even a hundred thousand. And how how far away do you think that we are as a society using the internet to like a virtual police force where you can get a ticket for (laughs) minor infractions like reposting? 
I, I mean, do you think that I, that's useful? Is that Minority Report light, like diet, diet future crimes? Like, what, what are we? <laughs> diet future crimes. Like, that's is that like name. a thing? Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I wrote down, I took some notes because I had a lot of thoughts about this whole s- s- fiasco um, that we are slowly meet, reaching the meme singularity that over a long enough period of the, time, the memularity, the memularity, thank you, is Ugh. that you have all these people. Yeah, I know it sounds real good. <laughs> bad sucks. mouthfeel. It yeah. really doesn't sound good. But like, it, over a long enough period of time, everybody's just copying each other or other old memes and reusing mm-hmm. them. That what is going to be original on the internet anymore? Like, yeah, it's going to fold in on itself into like nothingness yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything at the same time. And no one's going to want to use the fucking internet anymore. It's just bizarre. Like, even when there are new memes, it's like they're based around formats or formulas of prior memes and it's like i get where you're coming from with this like i know what inspired this everything's building upon building upon building upon you know which yeah i mean that's like everything so i I don't i don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing or if it'll actually ever happen that's basically what art is like have you seen endgame bro have you seen endgame (laughs) i feel like (laughs) if you if you miss the first season of uh like life then you're gonna have a long time to catch up because yeah, There's yeah. a lot of history to go in on and, you know. Well, and and I think a lot of it comes from the fact that people are so afraid to put their own genuine thoughts out on the internet for fear of criticism or rejection. Like, I think Kyle and I, we talked about this in one of our chats, if not all three of us, mm-hmm. of like people self-editing when yeah. they're making oh, yeah, yeah, their yeah, yeah. own original content for fear that any little thing they say, somebody from that group is going to then pounce on them and you and not listen to whatever else they were saying. Whether yeah, there's a good point or a bad point. Tightrope walking. Yeah, just constantly walking on eggshells. And I think that that plays into a lot of this too, where it's like you see all these people making money and getting sponsorships or whatever. Uh, and uh, from this content that they've repurposed, and it's like, well, why would I, if this works, why would I put my own personality out there and also the fear of like privacy and anonymity on the internet it's like i, I it's a really fucking bizarre yeah, thing and, and um, it's crazy too because we're talking this is all born out of a conversation about the price master which is a video that was filmed 20 years ago on vhs it's about a guy in a weird gold you know, mask fucking <laughs> shouting with reefer <laughs> like it's the most ridiculous and, thing and here we are talking about it even that content which should have been immune to this is not and and that's the that's i think the the biggest takeaway too is that this is something that had no intention the people that made it had no intention of it being a recognizable thing that was going to be passed that, around that 20 years later didn't exist in 2001 right yeah. it just wasn't there so i i am curious too the the person that reached out to us or even rick perry what their thoughts on art that ends up in a new space gaining traction there where it never they never wanted it really to to be that yeah like, it wasn't born for that world yeah like the, <laughs> the quotes that we had where you were talking about it last week was and it seemed like they were very proud of the fact that they had done all these art installations out of the public eye or but in a very was, small. But onc- even that was the good, the good, bad art collective. But that wasn't uh, yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. But even still, it's still relevant. 
Yeah. And, and I get that too. Like I'm sure a lot of those like small art collectives have that sort of mentality of like, no, we're making this for us, mm -hmm. for our community. We don't want, cause then it becomes perverted and it becomes mute. It mutates and it all, and it changes from us, from the viewer, because yeah. especially on the internet, we can't have anything nice. We have to fuck it up all the time. Look at fucking rule 34. Yeah. Fuck. Really? We needed that. It, well, I think like, we you know, that we're bordering on, uh, art, uh, theory and like, yeah, some very <laughs> nuanced shit of like, if you create art in the dark, like what have you made and who is it for? Yeah. Because it, is it something that has even been created because it's, mm -hmm. is it an art form? Is it, mm -hmm. is it like, you know, a personal project? What is it like? Yeah. And if you're not creating it to share, if you're just creating it for yourself, then what is the point of it? Like, what have you done? That kind of thing. And like, <laughs> yeah. And there's all kinds of arguments for, for and against that too. It's, mm -hmm. it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Do <laughs> it's kind of got, it's got away from us no, maybe no. a little bit, oh, but no, I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it is all relative to the, the subject it's matter all for relative, sure. Man. And it's all I relative. think like, you know, if, hey, could you imagine if like that yard sale wasn't tape recorded? It wasn't put on VHS. Like if it was just a performance art piece that packed it in the end of the night and like went away forever, would we have any record of it? Would we have anything like this? Like how many things like this have been created and well, it's ceased to exist? Yeah. How many VHSs are stacked up somewhere that no one's where ever fucking they? seen? Yeah. I want to know where they are. Well, and on that point, too, is the whole reason, one of the whole reasons we do this podcast, we make this content, is it came out of our D&D sessions, recording it for us to listen to later. Mm -hmm. And then we yeah. were like, oh, hey, we're, we think we're kind of funny and we make good stuff. Like, why don't we do this other thing? And it morphed into us just being able to regularly connect with each other. Mm -hmm. And I, you know... <sighs> That's the underlying thing I think is what does it mean to you? And, and you have to sort of let the haters quote unquote, or whoever's going to fuck with your content, you can't give them, pay them any more attention, you know? And I think that that's it, at least from the email that our, our, uh, unnamed source, uh, sent us, it seemed like if they had tried to shut it down, it would have, been an even bigger thing and blown up even larger in their yeah. face and become an even worse amalgamation of what their initial true pure intentions were with the price master. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the best way that you can do it. You can't expect people to not take content that they find absurd or weird or unique and bend it to their will a little bit because that's kind of what we do with all of the shit that we're talking about. Although we're not claiming that it's our own content. Right. So there no, is that. Not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's uh, we're just, I, I, I uh, romantically kind of view us as um, like, uh, like historian, like internet historians yes. a little bit. Yeah. Archivists. Yeah. Uh, art archivists. Yes. Uh, which or, that reminds me, I have a thing I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, but anyways, I think uh, that's a pretty good little chunk of intro there, Harland. Yeah. So that's uh, that's our follow up to Price Master. Yeah. As for what we're gonna talk about in depth, uh, well, uh, in depth medium. another thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to the waiting pool. Let's go. 
It, well, we're going to talk about some. We're doing fucking, a shallow dive. <laughs> I wish, dude, this is probably also just as weirdly philosophical and existential. <laughs> cool. Um, so should I have smoked weed before this? <laughs> You can still uh, go. You could do it right now. I think being high <laughs> <laughs> might fuck with like my, my. I don't know. Do you get paranoid when you get high? It depends that could on the day. Problem. Yeah, that could be a problem with this episode. So this week, uh, we are going to talk about <laughs> TikTok psyop thirst traps. Fuck what? <laughs> Let's dive in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have never heard a stranger combinations of words in a sentence. Psyop thirst trap sounds like yes. a fucking boss and like some crazy ass like. <laughs> well, that'll be that'll be like a, a definitely some sort of video game thing in like ten years, mm-hmm. and like it'll a just Mortal be like Mortal Kombat villain. Dude, you know what there needs to be? Shark thirst trap. Shark tank for just a second, guys. Why is there not like an open world video game where every NPC is a meme? You know what I mean? Like you run around the internet meeting different memes. Um, Yeah, so what would you call it? I have a great reason why. (laughs) Okay. Because everyone would shit on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true it would be immediately dated <laughs> yeah as soon as it came out it would be in the trash well they would need to create like uh like in tony hawk pro skater where you could build your own map where mm-hmm. you could like put your own memes in got I it i think that's you, the only you, like, way it would set work. your own timeline kind of thing yeah exactly uh okay so psyop thirst traps um before i get into the major players i suppose okay um, i, I, I should have no idea what, to what a great sentence this. I, I want to set up a little background because this has a lot to do with like the military industrial complex. Um, what is what? happening? Hold- <laughs> do you guys, first of all, do you know what a psyop is? Yes. Okay. Psychological but, operations, military psychological operations. I know, but I thought psyop was being used in like a, uh, uh, like a hyper hyperbolic it is being used in a very literal sense of <laughs> oh the my word god. oh my this god is even okay. gnarlier than i thought initially yeah. okay, so okay. so uh, the army released a recruiting video recently well uh, maybe uh two or three months ago yeah this is ridiculous, this is ridiculous yeah. already so, okay so they released a recruiting video for a psychological operations <laughs> career field which feels weird because i thought the whole point of psychological operations was that you didn't know that they yeah. did that yeah. but also how like how re- normal is it and down to earth that they have to recruit for this job creations <laughs> like can i look at well, the glass door for this <laughs> <laughs> what's it like working at the totally. psyop division of the army totally. so um yeah so they put out this video uh that can best be described as a psychological thriller movie trailer made by a conspiracy theorist with a cold war fascination it's fucking wild. The video kicks off with a quote from Sun Tzu's Art of War. <laughs> sure. And cyclically transitions from footage of modern day cities, a forest, and a black and white cartoon to a 20th century conflicts and speeches all tied together under the concept of being, quote, a ghost. So okay. it's like a fan film uh, that's like simping over the military, essentially. Interesting. Right. Yeah. 
Um, it was published uh. by the Fourth Psychological Operations Group uh, and caught the attention of warfare futurists on the internet and gives off a slightly creepy and surreal vibe. Its message, join army psyops to find, manipulate, and become the ghost. Oh, sorry, the ghost puppeteer pulling the world's strings. Um, it's it's hard not to view the psyops uh, recruiting video itself as a bit of a as a bit of a psyop itself aimed at an overseas audience. So the whole thing is again this like meta nature of trying to convince the viewer to be this psyop to do so it's it's like a snake eating its own tail. It's really fucking bizarre. Um, yeah, wow. Obviously, since the internet and even before information warfare has been thrust to the forefront of strategic analysis and conversations surrounding the war in Ukraine specifically and more recently with many experts hailing the efforts of the Ukrainian government's use of propaganda to garner international support and boost Ukrainian nationalism. So does anybody remember maybe uh, shortly after the war in Ukraine started the ghost of Kiev? Yeah. I do. So, so it was a bunch of videos that were going around of this fighter jet, this fighter pilot, quote unquote, and the plane shooting down Russian uh, helicopters mm -hmm. and shit like that. And yeah, it, it, all of the videos were saying, oh, it's the ghost of Kiev. Uh, it was a supposed Ukrainian pilot fighter, uh, pilot uh, notorious for shooting down Russian planes. The ghost quickly became an internet sensation bolstered by official Ukrainian social mm -hmm. media accounts and became a symbol of Ukrainian strength and resiliency when facing a much stronger uh, Russian military uh, force, uh, which is all well and good, but it should be noted that the pilot wasn't real. The ghost of Kiev was totally fictitious and made up by the mm -hmm. Ukrainian government. Okay. And spread on social media as this psyop. But the effect um, was felt. Yes, it, it's 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 new wave uh propaganda, essentially. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great way to that's a great way to to paraphrase it all. And and, yeah. and the militaries all over the world are leaning into and I think there might be a quote in here that I have somewhere of like describing the internet as like the new uh battlefield for international wars Ooh. it won't be physical wars it will be these digital this digital yeah, war disinformation kind of yeah yeah assaults um, so uh you know it, it uh let's see there was also another thing ukrainian air force officials admitted on the first that it was them there was also uh something the defenders of snake island which was uh, a that battle that happened made up <laughs> no, no. Which was uh, a battle where all uh, where all the people involved dying in defiance of Russian warships order to surrender. So that was another example of them blasting this propaganda all over the internet and social mm -hmm. media. It used uh, it used to be leaflets and loudspeakers, like in the Cold War, dropping and then it, like planes flying over and dropping leaflets over an entire yep. battlefield. Yeah. yeah, there were a bunch of instances of that shit happening in like World War Two mm -hmm. that were disinformation about americans to trick whatever force it was to then use that information incorrectly against us yeah yeah um so yeah it used to be stuff like that then it morphed into isis propagandists taliban twitter bots and spammers mm -hmm. to now where war memes and influencers are the new norm 
<laughs> Wait. What? Say that again. What's the new norm, Harlan? What's the new norm for, for life? What? War memes and influencers are the new norm. I'm so, fucked up. Oh Army PsyOps. And on top of this, Army PsyOps jobs are incredibly competitive. According to the Army, candidates have to score higher than 85 on the Defense Language Aptitude Battery Test, which is basically like the SATs of the, for, the arm, for the military. Sure. Soldiers also must pass a 10-day selection course before they can begin in the 43-week official qualification course. For Good. comparison, normal recruits only have to score a 50 on the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude uh, Battery. Um, I also wanted to do this setup because more recently there has been actually some adjustments to the eligibility to join the Marine or not the Marines, but all military branches. Um, it relaxed its tattoo rules. The U S military in general is facing difficulties in recruiting amid low unemployment rates and competitive civil job markets with employers offering increased wages and benefits for entry level jobs. Now, I assume, I, I don't know how, what the fuck the army pays. It has to be really goddamn low, mm -hmm. considering how hard it is for people to find jobs now for that to be cited as a reason to lower all these entry qualifications. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But in general, the Defense Department has reduced its planned total force size due to the struggle to fill the ranks, only meeting 40% of its goal in 2022. I think oh boy. The, the thing there is there's so many people and direct like cause of the internet and having people with access to all of this information. Nobody wants to fucking align with your dictatorship anymore. Nobody wants to align yeah. with these things and are standing up against these forces in protest in peaceful times in, uh, you know, organizational ways rather than just picking up a fucking gun because nobody wants to do that shit like <clears throat> well yeah nobody wants to die that like yeah. that's really what it comes yeah. down to and i even saw something today where um i think the republican party came out complaining about this exact thing and the one reason <laughs> that they cited is why millennials and gen z don't want to join the military the very first talking point was they don't want to die What's up with that? Like, oh, why don't no. they want to oh, go shit. overseas oh. and get shot? Good fucking God, dude. The, the it, it, senator it was, in his uh, very fine $4,000 suit who's never seen a hardworking day in his life says God literally damn. can't and does not know how to drive his own car because yeah. they don't let you. JFK's famous quote is echoing through my mind right now. Which one? The not, Don't ask what you can oh. do... Uh, what the country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. That I can live. in the back. Die. Die, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, go to war for us. Fight yeah. for us. Protect our freedoms. Yeah. Make me so, money. So the yeah. other thing, too, is <laughs> I saw today, too, that um, a lot of mainstream media organizations are owned by, like, the corporations BlackRock and Vanguard, mm -hmm. which... Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't want us to know certain things. And because they have our major stakeholders in news, we don't get all of the story about what's happening overseas or even in our own country. Mm -hmm. Whereas on things like, and they're the same people that are trying to shut down things like TikTok. Now there's that whole lawsuit like, oh, should we ban TikTok from the U S it's like, as 
bad and unreliable as TikTok can be, I've seen more news about specifically the Ohio train uh, collision thing on TikTok than I've seen on any major news sites. Fair. Well, it's also like <laughs> very apparent how quickly people can rally together mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, the K-pop uh, Donald Stance. Trump rally things like yeah. that, that whole movement was a big wake up call for uh, old fogey Republicans as like, oh, fuck, Gen Z is not to be messed with. Because this communication platform, this like interactivity is dangerous to them. It's lightning fast. Yeah. 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 It it makes collective action and solidarity happen overnight. Like you don't need to go meet up necessarily anymore mm -hmm. to do those things. No need to send a telegraph anymore, bro. We got it. (laughs) Or a thousand crows. Yeah. (laughs) Like they used to have to do. No, no, no leaflets. It just reaches me while I'm stoned in bed. I've got the truth in my DMs, bro. Yeah. Okay. Slide into my DMs. The truth slid into my DMs last night. (laughs) And it was horny, dude. And it smells like (laughs) bullshit coming from you, my man. So. Yeah. Okay, so so how does this all play into these cosplay commandos as we will Ooh. continue to call them? <laughs> I, this has been <laughs> like if there was a the if there was a car salad. on the road that was just jerking from one side to the other, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I'm at. I'm in the back seat of a car that is careening in multiple different directions. What are we all even talking words. about? That's what I want to know. What are we even like, I'm just like trying to keep up here. We are talking about specifically a new breed of e-girls hosting <laughs> cybernetically enhanced in the lab. <laughs> so, uh, are you guys familiar with e-boys and fucking T1000? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I just want to make yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, so, I'm familiar with e-girls. Yes, there is e-boys. a new breed of e-girls who use their online presence to promote nationalism and the U.S. Army. Hosting things like thirst traps with their assault rifles, Why playing not? with remote control of tanks, course. and performing makeup tutorials, all in <laughs> yeah, military that's, fatigues. That's the most on-brand thing. It's just like sitting there like trying to look super hot. In their like, fucking cute, APC. Like, they, they've got like some fucking camo dress on while yeah, doing yeah, yeah. a fucking makeup tutorial. So, uh, the, the biggest one, <laughs> but it's one... only camo. It's only fucking camo blinds, holding the thing up to the, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's stitched. It's stitched with uh, that scene in commando starting, starting Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're like doing Hell how to do yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's commando makeup tutorial. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> John. Uh... so the, the biggest one, um, and the one that I got some of her uh, TikToks in my uh, feed is from a user who goes by Lunchbag Lujan. Okay, cool. Um, her real name is Haley Lujan. I think it's Haley. Or Hey Lujan. I can't. Uh, fuck. It's okay. Something. Something. She is an eager. Oh, I'm sorry. I have more details about the type of shit they post before I get into her. So I have another note that says they use cutesy, unthreatening content to hide the realities of U.S. imperialism and promote hypersexualized <laughs> militarism. <laughs> this is like K-pop for evil. Yeah, it it's it is the. I mean, it is. It, it, this is something that would be like a sketch ten years ago on like SNL or something. Mm-hmm. Like it is that on the nose. 
So, Halu Jean <clears throat> is an e-girl influencer who is uh, a psychological operations specialist for the U.S. Army. She is legitimately a mili- military personnel. God, uh, she God. dresses in head-to-toe camo, but the sentiment is no different than the girl boss lifestyle preached by somebody like the Kardashians. Hell yeah. Or... Sigma males flexing that grind set. <laughs> it's the hey. same shit. If you so, click up here, you can watch our Sigma. Was that on yeah. YouTube? It is. That's up there. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, so Lujan, who is employed by the U.S. Army PSYOP Division, posts countless TikToks and memes that play into this. Her uh, official website is called <laughs> Psych Ops. <laughs> Are you okay. fucking kidding me? It's no, like, this is like all. hide in plain sight kind of no shit. Like, effort. isn't yeah. like psychological warfare supposed to be like co- like covert God. sort of thing? Like, no. Well, again, it's the internet has morphed it because all of the comments, all of the dudes are in her comments and probably her DMs just simping after her. It's like mm-hmm. reverse like, psychops. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it like, really is. Yeah. It's like, I know what you're doing, but I like it anyways. Because I'm yeah. not, there's no way you're for real. Well, I it's can like the change for- her. <laughs> yes, it's that, John. It's 100% exactly that. Um, so she wears like full uh, e-girl makeup with drawn on freckles and the rosy nose, the whole fucking shebang. She has uh, 363,000 followers and has led to countless memes speculating that she is a post-ironic psyop to recruit people into the U.S. Army. Oh, this is God. a quote. I'm not the American dream. I'm more like the American nightmare. <laughs> oh, my fucking Edgy God. With, fuck. <laughs> with hashtags like pew pew and hashtag military curves. She shares cutesy unboxing compilations. <laughs> Of what a fucking AK like <laughs> yeah yeah an ICBM um, uh, she does like I said makeup tutorials uh, she does get ready with me videos as well as lip syncs so what's it's, a get ready with me video is that like a you just set the video the up and then you edit together you getting dressed doing your hair yeah day, in, day in the life day of a psyop um, <laughs> day in the life of a psyop oh man. Um, she has another, uh, hey, TikTok, come with me as we bomb Iraq again, <laughs> come with me as I start my day in uh, more U S imperialism on foreign soil. Um, so <laughs> she also, in one of her videos urged her audience by saying, don't go to college, become a farmer or a soldier instead. <laughs> A farmer or a soldier. Those are the two options. There's well, a, there's I a th- farmers only crossover in there too, waiting to happen. Well, I think the farmer thing is more a uh, a reference to like the whole trad movement that's on the internet of people don't know what that is. Traditional values, weird. They're right wing weirdos that want women to be barefoot and pregnant, and the whole farmer thing is a part of mm. the trad uh, community. Yeah, okay. for sure. That's <clears throat> troubling. <laughs> oh dude i mean honestly talking about it that's probably the next tiktok thing i'm gonna do as an episode because it is a deep 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 dark well don't worry guys my next topic is really stupid <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll talk about some we'll do a little palette cleanser before that um her online content is a mix of the cute military themed uh promoting a false sense of security she jokes about war bunkers and plays with remote controlled tanks and things 
which she overlays with sparkly filters and heart emojis. Oh my god. This is surreal. This is like borderline performance art. What's her name? What's what's her handle again? Lunchbag Lujan. Yeah. Lunchbag Lujan. Yeah. Holy so, shit. This there's also a weird crossover with um th- this one I don't have as I tried to look into this but there's a big crossover with Mill talk gunfluencers, which are a whole other fucking thing. They just <laughs> gunfluencers. Yeah, so they just I don't post like those words. <laughs> it's uh. it's just like them fetishizing guns and shit, and like posting military clips and and stuff. But sure, it, it's the same. It's those people are attracted to these. Uh, what did I call them? Commando cosplayers, yeah, cosplay yes. commandos, yeah, yeah. You thank just you. did it, it was backwards, but you backwards. Because commando sorry, cosplayers would be cosplay people without underwear. There's so many ah. very <laughs> nuanced and specific subcultures happening here, so it's hard to keep track. Um, she is not the only uh, cosplay play commando, though. There are multiple other ones. Um, uh, Bailey Crespo and Kaylee Salinas are also e-girl influencers who use their online presence to promote nationalism and the army. Um, another bigger one, which maybe doesn't seem like it is uh, like a military influencer, was Bella Porch. If you guys remember her, she was like an early TikTok tiktoker that went bella, viral yeah, i don't know her no bella porch she no. got a lot of shit because her video that went viral was her just like doing a fucking head bob lip sync thing with like the face tracker uh filter or whatever okay so i feel that, like I, that's what I, it, launched her yes but she was uh formerly a part of the navy but it, okay. it, that wasn't so she got uh, famous just happened maybe i don't know again it could have been a psyop all along and she got famous. Yeah, I'm sure all of them are not as upfront as this particular one that we're talking yeah, about. Is. Lunchbag Lujan. Yeah. yeah, like, hey guys, I work as a, a psyop. So if you want to follow me, follow me. Smash <laughs> yeah. and subscribe for more psychological warfare. <laughs> Get psyoped. So Bella Porch was an influencer who had served in the U.S. Navy for four years before going viral on TikTok in 2020. She's basically considered the blueprint for this kind of military-funded e-girl warfare. Um, I'm, like, ashamed that I'm surprised at this. (laughs) I'm, like, I'm bummed that I'm so scandalized that this exists. Of course it does. Why the fuck would it not? Yeah. Did you say e-girl-funded military warfare? uh, Military-funded e-girl warfare. Oh, So now you're getting them backwards. Well, because I was like, wait, are e-girls directly funding? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the majority of the fucking defense budget goes. Like, yeah. It comes from. Fu- but now I'm even more confused. Six so trillion dollars for the military budget this year, and over half of that goes to e-girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it. That, John, that's it. That's the military, actually it. The military is funding these e-girls they to want post that this. Promo. Yes, yeah. to post this content. Because, again... This type of content reaches young, impressionable men much easier and faster and is more effective than posting... Setting up a table at a middle school? Yeah, or even posting, like, you know, uh, fucking those really cringy U.S. Army ads. Nobody pays attention to those. Like, we all know what they're supposed to do, but you can blind a horny 18-year-old with some cleavage and some camo. Like... That's all it really takes. 
yeah. nowadays. Just wrap, wrap it in a different package. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's also uh, Nat- Natalia Fadiv, who is known as Gun Waifu. <laughs> <sighs> who was an Israeli influencer and IDF soldier who used the waifu aesthetic and cat girl cosplay to peddle uh, pro-Israel propaganda to her followers. This is all on TikTok? Uh, uh, TikTok, I think uh, gun waifu was more an Instagram influencer. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Guys, guys, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one thing when you make the notes for your episode. It's another oh, thing to read them out loud. Say it with your mouth out loud. I know. I totally I'm feel loving you. every bit of this. There's been some times where I'm trying to read through something that I'm like, well, versed in, but saying it out loud for the first time is like yeah. fucking hilarious. What am I saying even? So she would pose to camera, ahi gao style, <laughs> which... I don't know if you guys know what that is. Deep bre- no, I don't know what it is. Do you know? Okay. Can, you, can you describe it? Deep breath and then <laughs> describe it. So Gao spelled A-H, uh, where are my notes? A-H-E-G-A-O. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Is a Japanese word to describe the look, the face a, a woman makes when she is <laughs> climaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Where eyes are crossed. It's used a lot in anime. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And the tongue, the tongue comes out the whole nine yards. I, like, I'm tempted to do it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Do not do that. I Someone think, will clip it. Yeah, and it'll be forever part of the pantheon yeah, of uh, No one make a gal. Look, guys, so, I, think we, I think we've had a pretty good run here, and I think like we did it. <laughs> We have so much more. We covered the internet. We've uh, we can close up shop. Um, yeah, uh, I didn't this know is it. Had it. A name. I thought it was just uh, anime art, uh, a- like anime cum or, face or anime <laughs> orgasm submissiveness. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it uh, of was course a, it's a term. Of, of course there's a Japanese translation <laughs> of it. So uh, so she would do that uh, with freshly manicured nails wrapped neatly around a Glock. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> this is got it uh, this is essentially the ooification of military as a distraction from colonial context <laughs> an woozy i love it <laughs> oh, so good <laughs> so <clears throat> this military fun and eager warfare is uh, a new era where influencers have become the newest weapon in the government's arsenal to mobilize <laughs> simps which has its own acronym among these people. Suckers, or sorry, this is this is what it's not a new acronym. This is the acronym of simp. <laughs> Mobilizing simps imagery is like hilarious to me. So, yes, my queen. <laughs> yes, my gun queen. I will march for you. My Wait, Glock queen. goddess. <laughs> I am tribute. My military mommy. Uh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't know that simp was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kyle's going to pass out this episode. <laughs> yeah. This is just too good. This is too uh, so, good. I, I didn't know that simp was actually an acronym. It stands <sighs> for Suckers Idolizing Mediocre Pussy. <laughs> <sighs> I had no idea. 
So, the popularity of army influencers suggests new ways in which online culture can be manipulated to sway Gen Z. Cosplay commandos post the national thir nationalist thirst traps to mobilize these simps, attracting the sort of impressionable reply guys on and 4chan lost boys who message, oh my god, DM me, fire emoji. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I didn't know what uh, reply guys, I mean, reply guys is pretty... Self-explanatory. It's uh, pretty self-explanatory. I didn't know what Lost Boys were. Apparently, it's a term used on website to describe young or homeless individuals who frequent the site and share their experiences and struggles with others. The term is used both sympathetically and derisively and can refer to real-life individuals or characters created by users for role-playing or storytelling. Mm. So, okay, uh, that's dark interesting. and weird. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the U.S. Army has allocated millions of dollars uh, last year alone to uh, recruit Twitch influencers to create original content videos showing the wide range of skill sets offered by the army. Sanit they would sanitize ha the harsh realities of U.S. imperialism with cute e-girlisms. Prom it promotes the sort of hypersexualized militarism that frames violence as something cute, goofy, and unthreatening. Uh, more unsettling than any 20th century CIA covert ops, it hides in plain sight capitalizing on online irony to lull people into a false sense of security with relatable hashtag relatable content. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a subversion of the beefy special forces stereotypes in the mainstream or what we see even in like movies. Um, and it only, uh, only come from years of being terminally online. So again, mm. that's another demographic of who this stuff is targeted at. Yeah. I feel um, like it's basically trying to go after incels in a way yeah like basically instead of being like the traditional what like what we grew up with was the uh navy seals dropping into water and like crazy like action adventure advertisements and it's a be all you could be and like yeah. it's instead of having it be oh this is what you could be it's being like this is who we have come and get them kind of thing of like yeah. they're here don't you want to be well there's all i mean there's also a point to be made that a lot of those guys that live that type of lifestyle of like they fucking have all the guns they work out religiously they have the big f-250 why do they need to join the military when they can they feel like they could defend themselves with all of their militarized equipment that they can buy commercially like why the fuck would I join? I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it also feels like going after like these young impressionable kids is like, they're just looking for cannon fodder. Like yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. just want grunts to send somewhere. The more numbers just overwhelm them with, with numbers. Like that's literally what it feels like to me. Kind of. So <clears throat> that's bleak though. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's not that the U S army is actively funneling again. This is where the trad ideology shit comes from that they're actively funneling that ideology through these influencers, but posting hot girl content is mutually beneficial considering how enlisted rates among Gen Z have plummeted unofficial pro military content like Lujan's undeniably plays into the U S army's motives. Mm -hmm. Um, so this also then brought me into uh, the military entertainment complex, which is also its own fucking thing. Like, that's how the military refers to it, which is the U.S. Army uh, collaborating with Hollywood. 
mm-hmm. they provide equipment, funding to promote uh, patriotic war cinemas. We already fucking mentioned the Top Gun Top sequel. Gun. Yeah. <clears throat> but like the movies like uh, fucking Transformers, basically any Michael Bay movie, mm-hmm. he's working hand in hand with the military to generate this type of content. Why is this man given so much power? I want to know because he blows shit up and makes the military looks badass, dude. Also, he puts a lot of titties in his movies as well. Totally. What about Pacific Rim, though? Who did that? That's Guillermo del Toro. Okay, is he involved with the U.S. military? (laughs) That's what I want to know. I don't know. I don't think none of that exists. That was all CGI. my whole <laughs> totally i mean no, i mean, I mean to are my we knowledge really, are we sure though i don't know but my my thing is, is like is it just michael bay or is there other, other people oh, that are uh a shitload of other directors like James and oh, yes. in on this too yes 100 like, yeah. yeah anybody and, and that's ever I done mean, a military movie i want to get yes. in a military deal how do i do that <laughs> Well, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you've been listening, but (laughs) there may be some opportunities for you. Yeah. I don't know that the e-boy angle works so well um, if you're trying to attract. I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But no, I mean, if I do good enough, maybe I'll get a pat on the head from Uncle Sam. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe if I if I just up level it, you know? yeah, you can go apply to the PSYOP uh, division of the military. They're <laughs> yeah, looking for recruits. It seems like they're hiring. <laughs> well, so, I might just be the man for the job. So, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, though. We need more simps for this show. Then maybe you can branch out. <laughs> yeah, I want people to uh, immortalize our mediocre pussy. <laughs> well, it would be penis, right? Mediocre penis. Yeah, right. it, it works for both. Wink, wink. Um, so the reason that I wanted to bring up the military and entertainment complex is that it, it, like I said, there's overlap with that and this e-girl uh, content that's being made, and it gets the same sort of criticism that this military entertainment complex does. I found an article from 2011 from the Washington Post journalist David Sirota, who questioned if the strategy was not unconstitutional since the DOD directly influences these types of media. Like it, with movies, it's literally the script that the, the U.S. is look, uh, uh, appears as the good guy, as the savior in basically all of them. We never are bad. We never do anything right, wrong right, in these right. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> it's a similar thing with these e-girls. It's like, how manipulative is this? Uh, like... It's like not displaying that your video is an ad and getting like the FCTC, FTC called FTC. on you for that shit. Yeah. It feels like, eh, should we not? What, what I'm curious this? about is what are the conversion rates of this? Like if I'm going to be like analytical about this and like ask like, okay, so yes, they're posting hot girl shit, but like who sees that and then's like, I'm going to sign up for the army. I mean, uh, they're all pro- most likely not going to ever give us that information, but judging on the amount of money they dump into these e-girls, I'm saying it's somewhat effective at the very minimum. Like, it's millions yeah. of dollars that they have dumped into these programs. It's probably... Or, or no, stay with me here. Okay, or... Uh, somewhat money laundering. That also could potentially be <laughs> part of it. Where are those tax dollars? Where's the fucking money, Lebowski? Yeah. Where's the money, Lebowski? 
So the popularity of army influencers suggests new ways in which online culture can be manipulated to sway Gen Z. Last year, it was reported that the U.S. Army allocated millions of dollars to recruit the Twitch influencers I mentioned. Um, they used the influencers to, quote, familiarize their fans on army values and opportunities by focusing on esports such as Call of Duty. So again, hmm. it's also video game uh, streamers and things like that that they are telling us they're paying them to do mm-hmm. this. Uh, I have a co- or some information from David Noel, an internet researcher and former Army veteran, who says, quote, The targeted attempt by the U.S. Army specifically to recruit Gen Z has led to several online gaffes, but social media remains one of the most powerful recruitment tools. The open secret nature of these influencers is part of the intrigue. Other militaries use e-girl influencers who deny any official connection, whereas someone like Lunchbag Lujan capitalizes on the speculation. While people debate what's real and what's fake, the real PSYOP is the normalization of military recruitment through social media. E-girl army influencers undermine the reality and history of the U.S. military while changing our conception of what it means to be a soldier. So... Yeah, it's, I, the, so. if the conception of what is being a soldier is makeup yeah. tutorials <laughs> and get getting ready with me videos, then I feel like uh, I'm ready you know, for war, baby. Yeah, we're we're Sign ready. Me up. And yeah, we're, <laughs> I'll do I'll do my makeup in a Humvee. I'm it's on the ground, it. dude. I'm ready to take do my makeup in the Uber on the way to my convention. Well, And I think, again, why this is potentially so effective is because of the decades or, I mean, fucking hundreds of years of the public seeing the aftermath and the mobilization of the military. And, like, we all have a good idea that war is hell. Like, we get that. Yeah. But so we have that sort of as the foundation to see this played out in a completely different context is what makes it more palatable, maybe. Uh, like even knowing that like, you know, you might get fucking killed over there or permanently disfigured. They're selling it to us differently than what has been before. Like it uh, it almost like wipes that slate clean in a way. It's, it's it's a weird thing to wrap my head around. It's like this. I trust this e-girl so much that I'll be safe and be fighting for glory. Yeah. Could you imagine a full metal jacket remake with this information? <laughs> I am imagining uh, it now. It's in, it's awesome. It's really <laughs> awesome. It's much funnier than yeah. the original. <laughs> Racier too. It's kind of like if you mixed that with Porky's. Oh, I was going to say Mean Girls. It feels more like Mean Girls needs full metal jacket. Yeah. Full metal Mean Girls. On Wednesdays, we wear Arctic camo. <laughs> so, uh, again. I'm sorry. That was maybe a deep cut. I don't know. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what's known as non-linear warfare. Influencers play into our notion of what's real by providing the illusion of debate while remaining in total control of the narrative. Um, <clears throat> I have another uh, quote here from Dr. Christi- Christi- Christiana. Spens, author of The Fear and Shooting Hipsters. Quote, by making <laughs> people... 
<laughs> By, okay, I, think, sorry, keep going, I think it's keep an going. article. By making people doubt what is real, are these girls actually in the army? Are the stunts real? Are their faces real? Is the war real? They just add to an overall confusion and dissociation and can lead to desensitization. There is this wider doubt of reality and a communal sense of chaos and unreality. So it follows that internet culture would play into that and discuss it and perpetuate it. So I think that's really sums it up pretty well. Mm, yeah. You this make you make war weight. absurd, then it doesn't matter. This is the weight of the like the consequence of the internet. Like that these yeah, spaces yeah. exist <laughs> in general is because yeah. this wouldn't this wouldn't be possible without the internet. No, this not at all. Be remotely possible. No. Um, so this confusion allows the government further scope to exercise control over its subjects. As internet researcher Jack uh, Ritger says, quote, under PSYOP realism, everything is a PSYOP and everyone is a fed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, no truer Hell words yeah. have been spoken. Um, <clears throat> so, That's yeah, like I, again, paranoia. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. So, yeah. It's so <laughs> Nothing is real. Everything is a lie. Everyone's a fed. <laughs> So, so a lot good. of this plays into this like post-capitalist society that we currently live in. And this is how we'll sort of end this episode. The surging popularity of the mill talk influencers that I described earlier is a symptom of post-capitalism, the rising cost of living, plummeting living conditions, an increasing number of young people turn to vocational jobs for stability. Ritger pointed out, even McDonald's will send you to college after a couple of years of enlistment. Military-funded e-girl warfare is the la latest symptom of a society run threadbare by neoliberalism, and it's no far stretch to imagine more weird crossovers like this as a con as conditions worsen. Can't wait. Let's go. So, like, more, it's, more fucking material for us. Yeah, it's it's. It reminds me. You guys know that guy, the DJ uh, Girl Talk. Where yeah. He just takes every different genre and mashes them together. They, they're actually pretty cool to listen to sometimes, but mm -hmm. if you listen to too much of them, your head fucking explodes and it feels like this. How many different niche communities can we fucking jam together and make work before we all collectively lose our minds and the internet again folds in on itself? <laughs> the, the end result will be all enlist in the military. That's, yeah. the, that's the end goal here. Uh, yeah, to, yeah. And well, do makeup tutorials. And yeah, to do makeup it, tutorials. Yeah, God, from, how weird would that be that if it, it <laughs> in a future where we're all forced into the military just to do make each other's makeup? Well, the yeah. thing is, is that wars would be decided on who is the fiercest. Um, yes. The wait, fiercest hey, warriors. Wait, we yeah. just, I think we just invented RuPaul's drag race on accident. But it's like well, RuPaul on accident or on purpose. Purpose. Ru RuPaul's <laughs> desert storm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like imagining a bunch of people out in the, in like tents in the desert with like ring lights in the, in their yeah. tents. Yeah. 100% <laughs> streaming so uh, hard. Oh man. Can you imagine the fucking Twitch streamers, but in an actual war zone? Fuck. Uh, brutal dude no i don't want to yeah i don't want to either uh um, well that's for another episode maybe <laughs> harlan thank you this has been horrifying <laughs> yeah that's it i that, did not uh, know this was gonna be i had no idea this was gonna hit me this week and yeah. uh here it is here it is and until next time good luck out there you cosplay commando e-girl simps <laughs> hell yeah <laughs>